0: Folks, here we go. It's time for the general knowledge podcast, season five, episode twenty. Powering through the year, it's uh, man, so much has been happening. I've got the boys back with me tonight. Um, Andy is uh, joining me, and Ethan as well. But Andy, we'll just uh, quickly cross over to you, brother. Thanks for coming on for a catch up, mate. It's been a little while since we've we've done a show. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on board. How you been, mate?
1: Been really good, general. Yeah, everything's been fine. Um, Working hard, yeah. Trying to uh, like looking looking down the barrel of finishing up twenty twenty three and mm. all the work around that. We're gonna try and try and get everything wrapped up <clears throat> early December,
0: so we can get away. Get away. I was early. gonna say, have some time, well deserved time off, mate. You know, have a holiday or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going down to Tasmania. The first time I've ever been to Tasmania.
0: Oh, you'll love it. Good time of year to go too, because it's. Still quite cold down there, but the days can be nice and warm in the middle of the day.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So I was down there and in January a couple of years ago and it was a really good time of year. So December, January it'll be nice, mate. You'll love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um gonna hire an R V and do a bit of bit of running around.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Apple.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um but uh, otherwise, everything uh, has been same same, and um, yeah, I'm sure you'll you'll cover you know the voice and all of that hot topics.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely get onto that. Get your thoughts on all that sort of shit that's happening, as for sure, sure, mate. Yeah, big time. That's mainly what the show is going to be about for this one. We'll um, just yeah. check on Ethan, mate. Um, thanks for sparing the time to come on for a quick chat. Um, hopefully, you're um, coming through loud and clear. How you going, man?
2: Yeah, good general, good to be here, hopefully my mic is uh, doing okay, um, I might have to get myself a little uh, lapple mic or a little headset or something for the phone, not sure what's going on here, but yeah, it's mm. doing well, it's been a big couple of weeks, and I'm looking forward to having a chat on this episode about everything.
0: Awesome, yeah, um, Yeah. It's, it's a little bit low, but hopefully the listeners will bear with us for that one, I'll try and bump it up in the... Um, with the uh post-production sort of stuff there with the audio settings i'll have a bit of a fiddle with it so hopefully we can bump up the volume a little bit there pop up the volume um but yeah uh, thanks for coming on mate good to have you back on the show um haven't caught up for a little while uh last time i had andy join me and um we had a gentleman by the name of mike williams come on and i can tell you now fellas um that Beatles conspiracy show man that garnered a lot of interest Pe- people were emailing me I had lots of a whole bunch of new members join up because they wanted to hear the second hour and they were absolutely enthralled with um the you know the concept of it how it all happened and all the information you know the the big wigs pulling the strings behind the scenes you know the creation of basically the creation of the Beatles and Beatlemania and all that sort of stuff and then we in the second hour we got into the whole replacement of Paul McCartney with uh, Billy uh you know, I've had a few members messaging me going, oh, man, that was like an incredible show. Like, they couldn't believe it. It was really full on. Um, I mean, I was kind of not in this the, the same thing that we do most weeks. It was normally that that kind of show, to be honest, folks, uh, for the listeners out there, I would normally do that entire show just as a member show. But I thought, well, it was a, you know, why not? I thought i will do at least half the show, get everyone hooked on with the whole Beatles stuff and a bit of background there, and then, you know, We'll get, him, get people in, um, hopefully a bit more involved with the second hour and join up and support the show and stuff. And, yeah, a lot of people did. It was really awesome. I hope really people got a lot out of it. Um, I certainly did. I was <laughs> hanging off his every word. He was a, He's a good bloke, uh, Michael. Definitely have to get him back on for a chat about a few other topics as well. Um, it did really well, that show. Um, so, once again, I hope all the um, the listeners and the members enjoy that. I had a few people, like I said, a few members <laughs> get onto me, boys, and they're going, they're like, yeah, like – until you have that put in your mind that these guys aren't what, who they say, they were, you know, they, they were a created boy band, all this sort of stuff, and that Paul McCartney isn't the real Paul McCartney post, I think it was Sgt. Pepper onwards, that band, uh, that, that album, excuse me. Um, people are now paying a lot more closer attention to the lyrics and the songs, the titles of the songs and all this sort of shit because there's so many clues that I was reading one out to. I'll just... <laughs> i'll read this one out quite quickly here we go this is quite interesting uh one of uh one of the members here he goes um he goes, I was a great pod makes sense on the beatles for sure and i said "Yeah, it's so funny now when i hear the beatles songs from sergeant pepper onwards i pay closer attention to the lyrics it's a dead giveaway i said they were telling us in their songs about what happened and this is one of the the lines out of the first song on that sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band andy pay attention to this one because you'll probably recognize this i don't really want to stop the show but i thought you might like to know that the singer's gonna sing a song and he wants you all to sing along so let me introduce to you the one and only billy shears and sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band yeah they they actually say that guy's not his name in that song and they're introducing the new singer you know what i mean like it's right they, they're putting it right in people's faces that that's the that's that's what they did very clever very interesting um really cool spin on stuff But the ties to things like tavistock and um what's his name um, oh um the guy that has that religion thelema or whatever it is can't remember his name you yeah? know drawn a blank um keep thinking all is huxley for some reason but it's not huxley it's that other guy do you remember his name ethan that guy i'm thinking of had the religion thelema andy do you remember oh, <sighs> sorry fuck it's all oh, i'll have it in the show notes here anyway crowley. just crowley alistair crowley that's the one well done thank you yeah so all, all the ties to all that it was really interesting yeah very very cool um so i hope everyone enjoyed that one and i wanted to give a little bit of shout out here i was just going through the stats boys and i only ever do this sort of once every couple of months just to see where we're tracking who's listening where they're from all that sort of stuff it's good to go through these things um, of course our biggest audience is Australia but within the last just over the last two weeks right the second biggest audience, I'll give you, I'll put it out to you boys I'll go to you Andy first which country do you reckon has our second biggest audience Andy have a guess Andy there you're on mute no? all right I'll cross to you Ethan have a crack, have a crack Ethan about who are th- who you think our second biggest audience is for the show? In the last, just the last two weeks.
2: Maybe the UK? I don't know. It's
0: interesting. how I would have, that would have been my guess, or, or the US, I would have said. South Korea. Oh. <laughs> Eight, like, 18% of our listener base for the last two weeks has been in South Korea. Like, big shout out to all the South Koreans there, if you're listening, whoever listens to this show. I hope you enjoy it. I'm glad you're on board. Um, yeah, I mean, that 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 seems way too high as well uh for things like bots or something you know what i mean like that's a big number um especially the amount of downloads and stuff too and so andy oh sorry i probably blew it for you but you're all, i couldn't couldn't get your mate but south korea oh. brother is our second um, biggest audience
1: oh. Oh, is Isn't crazy? I, I mean i can't
0: believe it's like a non-english speaking country that would be exactly that's, yeah that's that's amazing yeah and then it goes us uk and then believe it or not india is another one so yeah before even New Zealand's, like, uh, not even, oh, it's just in the top ten. But, yeah, interesting. Fascinating. I I, just, I I mean, everyone else probably finds that incredibly boring, but I just found that very strange and very interesting that uh, we had our second biggest audience was from uh, the folks over there in South Korea. So, g'day to all you guys over there. Thank you for joining the show. Anyway. Sorry, um, mate?
1: From North Korea.
0: <laughs> I don't think those stats come out, actually.
1: <laughs> not allowed to view those stats. Oh, they're, they're probably not
0: even allowed to have podcasts or anything over there. <laughs> the internet, like what Homer says, they've got the internet on computers now. <laughs> uh that's funny. But yeah, there we go. Interesting stuff. Um, all right, we'll put that put that aside for now. But there we go. Thanks again to all the new members who have signed up as well. I hope you enjoy the extra content. Don't forget, video versions of every podcast also going to the members for. Um bonus content as well. Lots of uh you know, we share screenshots and all that sort of stuff as well. So a little bit extra there for you guys. But let's cross over. All right, so the big one. We had a few episodes ago, we had Grandmother Malara, you know, or auntie Malara, whoever you want to call up, you know, come on the show talking to us about the voice to parliament, how it's a big basically a big UN land grab. Then we did the show about the UN land grab talking a bit more about it, how they're gonna come in and you know, try and steal the land via this sort of um, technique of going down the path of Indigenous rights and all this sort of stuff. Then, of course, Saturday just gone, the referendum took place, and the no vote, of course, succeeds. Um, That actually surprised me. I'm not not sure how you guys thought that was going to play out, but I kind of thought that there was going to be possibly a bit of fuckery going on there and that they might try and steal that especially if it was closer, if it was going to be something like, you know, 49 to 51 or something, you know, I reckon there would have been some stuff going on there, but it was a clear victory for the no campaign. It was sitting at about approximately 60% uh, to 40% there roughly. Um, Ethan, did you reckon they were going to try and steal that? Or did you sort of foresee the no campaign winning? I mean, I I was hopeful the no campaign would win, but I didn't foresee it. Okay. I've got to tell you.
2: Um, no, it seemed, seemed like the no campaign would win. You know, it's very hard to get referendums through in this country and, you know, unless both political sides are on board, it's, it's very hard. I didn't expect it to be so overwhelming, but yeah, no, I, I, th- I thought a no vote would get through. That's why I didn't really cover it too much on the website because, as we're going to go talk about, maybe it was used for, you know, something bigger, some deeper agendas and maybe they're still just going to get it through anyway. So, yeah, mm. interesting.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, and, I mean, just looking at all of the – especially the the propaganda campaign leading up to it, boys, was – it was out of this world. I mean, that was some of the, the best stuff you've seen since COVID, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, they were pushing it big time. There was some really good – um, I mean, I say really good. I mean, like, the propaganda. Because we, we, you and I, Andy, you know, a lot of people listening to the show, we can see it for what it is. We can identify the propaganda. But obviously the majority of the public, well, like let's just say the majority of the public probably did see it too. But there's a, still a 40% of them out there, but probably didn't realise it was propaganda being pushed in their face. Um, you know, lots of ads talking to us about how the voice is going to change this and the voice is going to give Aboriginals... You know, better health care and you know, help their you know Aboriginal kids read good and you know, all this sort of stuff. Like it was crazy shit they were coming out with. And like they're not explaining how it's supposed to happen or or any other stuff like that. that's what it's gonna do. You know what I mean? Like, it was full on. They were really pushing hard. It was really good to see that it actually failed. Um, and the people the sixty percent of the population, whether or not they sixty um, percent of people are awake now, but um, I wouldn't say that, but a large majority of them, let's just say saw right through that sort of bullshit, um and called it for what it was which was just pure propaganda uh it was out of this world i mean um well, <laughs> andy you, you, i'm sure you don't actually really watch tv so you probably weren't really um copying it in the face as much as re- um you know the rest of us were but i mean there was also the letter you probably would have got letterbox drops andy you know like the flyers and all that sort of shit. people can't try to you know get you to vote yes
1: uh, yeah just fly a few flies in the mailbox but yeah apart from that but the the radio yeah. was fun you know it was yeah yeah. spent yep. a lot of money on on the you know on on the radio so yeah i mean i don't know i mean they just find so much money for these things it's just unbelievable
0: mm. yeah lots of you big know? money behind it that's for sure
1: yeah absolutely so um yeah but anyway we'll, we'll dive mm. a little bit deep it all into the Years of it all,
0: anyway. Yeah, Ethan, you would have copped a fair bit of the. Um, I mean, I know you you, know, you probably do still watch a little bit of TV, but surely you would have seen the ads and all that sort of stuff. Constant, every ad break seemed to be there was a, a push for this thing.
2: Oh, for sure, General. It was a targeted campaign, as we're very familiar with, you know, through the mm-hmm. COVID era, and just that's the you know that's the how mass media operates and. Yeah, it was constant, not just on television, but on, like, YouTube and all types of online ads, you know. We we haven't listened to them for the last 280 years, all these people that have been here for 65,000. You know, it was just uh, ridiculous, you know. And as we explored in our podcasts and talking about the land grab and everything, it's like these government powers have never cared for the Indigenous, have never tried to help in any capacity and now they're supposed to come out and help with you know, all of these private companies and everything i think that you know a lot of people saw through this nonsense and it is a good sign and you know people were happy and celebrating but you know there's always multiple cards that are being played during any type of um, you know any type of event like this and see that happening that they are trying to to weave in some type of other agenda to get this through
0: yeah big time that's right um and it makes you wonder like so because it lost so badly um and i'm pretty sure i had a i did have a graph i'll put a, an image in the in the show notes hopefully it turns up for people um where is it put it on my phone here so yeah 60 percent <clears throat> yes Sixty point six percent no, so well and truly in the majority there. New South Wales sitting just under sixty percent for no. Victoria fifty five. Queensland was the biggest no uh, state with sixty eight point eight percent of us saying no. WA sixty three. South Australia sixty four. Tasmania fifty nine. Northern Territory Northern Territory sixty. And of course, the um, the pit the den of vipers. The pit themselves. ACT being the only territory in the country. That actually had a majority for yes, where all the politicians are sixty percent uh, coming with a yes vote there. So pretty interesting that um, yeah, pretty much a clean sweep across the board. But you know, just going through an article that you put up as well, and we'll, we'll get into it very soon. But um, you know, doing a bit of deep thinking about this. So since the day and, and today, while I was working as well, just having a think about it. You know, and you know, going over that article you you put up as well, Ethan. But um, it, it it makes you wonder. Makes you wonder what's more important to these people. Was that more important to them, or was it perhaps maybe uh, an agenda behind it, or was this a case of never let a good crisis go to waste? You know, are they going to jump on the whole? Well, it was misinformation. You know, it was all oh, that's what led to the no, and um, because that I I I'm sorry, probably more leaning leaning towards that as being what it is it was more of a this was a bit of a crisis for them you know the the voice it lost so they got to jump on it and try and use that their spin doctors went straight into overdrive Um, i think you've even got some examples um, of people putting up here we go australians versus the agenda there's a uh, a tweet there on X, like clockwork, the Yes campaign has immediately shifted their attention to the misinformation bill, accusing the likely 60%, that is 10.5 million eligible voters of Australia, they got it wrong in this referendum. So, uh, yeah, already saying the referendum outcome follows a Trumpian campaign of misinformation led by Peter Dutton. That was from Adam Bant. Like, these people are terrible, but already jumping on that, We're already putting that out there into the zeitgeist saying that that's what it's about, you know, so to me that's these people behind that misinformation, disinformation bill that's coming up, um, they want to strike, they want to get on top of this, they want to use this because that's their next, that's the only bit of fuel they've got, you know, um, to them they're going to use that as a, as a, as a great example, but uh, we'll get into the, into the weeds a little bit about how I think that's probably not the case in terms of their impressions of the public at large. But um, I'll cross over to you, brother, if you want to um, just take us through that article there, because, like I said, you published that on October, no, October 14th. I was about to say October 16th. That's today's day. So just two days ago, it was uh, when the campaign uh, – sorry, the referendum was. Divisive voice campaign defeated, but will the result be weaponized? So, yeah, take us through this one a bit for the listeners, mate.
2: Yeah, General, will you – He did a good job there, pretty much taking everyone through everything that's in that. But, you know, just this concept of misinformation, they have been talking about this through the whole campaign. They've been talking about how, you know, I mean, Albanese was forced to say, you know, this isn't a UN land grab and all this stuff. And there's so many conspiracy theories out there. And I think that they always had this up the sleeve. That's why it was so immediate you know we're not talking within days we're talking within literal hours you mentioned that my post was on the 14th it was that night literally hours after the referendum had ended so these people and you look at all of those tweets they're all from the 14th it was all from albanese's um acceptance speech or his not acceptance speech but his um you know his defeat
0: speech. the defeat speech yeah yeah <laughs>
2: So, you know, it's when I think of these things, I think that they always had this type of stuff planned. And the new information coming out now is that the states are just going to go ahead anyway with their own type of voice legislation, ignoring the referendum. They're not going to enshrine it into the Constitution, but they're going to try put it into law now. So they're just going to get that yes. through anyway. But at the same time, it's all about misinformation now and who are the people that are drafting the misinformation bill, the same people that ran the voice campaign, all of these politicians and legislators that were in support of it. So, yeah, there's definitely some sneaky business going on, mate.
0: Yeah, and that is the um, communications legislation amendment, in brackets, combating misinformation and disinformation, Bill 2023. Um yeah so i'm not sure i was was trying to find the page where you go to that shows uh where it's currently sitting i have trying to find the link and it always escapes me um wrapped up
2: the submissions on the um 17th i believe yeah which was
0: 17th yeah yeah for everyone to put in to yeah have their yeah concerns over it and all that sort of bullshit yeah
2: might have been um, last month maybe or this month it might have been last month the 17th of september i'm not sure but they um,
0: i think yeah oh, no, it was already recent
2: pandemic treaty sorry that was the pandemic treaty deadline so there's two different things going on right now but the uh, misinformation bill was in its draft stage and they're actually asking um, stakeholders and you know the community and all businesses and tech experts and everything to sort of give them reports at the moment. So it's in its draft phase and what better evidence now and what better talking points now to get to use than all of the misinformation from the bushfires and COVID and now the voice and the election. We just need to ban all of this misinformation, mate.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Like, it's... It'll probably... I, I probably think it will go through, which is unfortunate because over there, like um, Canada, recently had something very similar go through. So even over there now, you can't look at a news website uh, on social media. Like you can't go on Facebook and type in, you know, whatever new. Not even mainstream, I don't think. Like you just, they just, they just went no to news. Um, Like it was pretty full on. I'm trying to remember if it was every all news on every platform, but it was something like that. Like they just went just like this big blanket no to any type of news um, on any of the social media platforms and stuff because it just can't be trusted and you know unless it's the approved government messages or whatever. Like it was pretty full on, really, really draconian stuff over there. And a lot of people have been sort of whinging about it and stuff, but I don't see it going away. Like they haven't, they're not going to repeal it at all. So anyway, yeah, I I do. I get a little worried that that's what's going to come here and it'll be uh, if it's going to be this this bill first and then they'll, you know, whinge that it's not enough when the next thing happens. Who knows where they'll go with this? But it just seems to me that censorship um, is definitely on the on the cards here because too many people are talking about what's really going on. People are listening. Clearly, clearly people are listening. You know, um, and they're using, love it or hate it, Ethan and Andy, but social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, even uh, X slash Twitter, um, people are jumping on there. They're, they're, they're seeing the type of content coming from the people they're following, coming from people who are speaking out about these things and you know it, they're getting exposure. And yeah, the, the would-be controllers of, uh, of this society do not like it, they hate it. Uh, makes you wonder when they're going to come after podcasts next. To be honest, I'm a little bit worried about that because um, I haven't seen any talk about podcasts coming under the, you know, in the into the scope of uh, of these guys. But hey, you never know. <laughs> it could be on the cards. Mm. Um, but anyway, so yeah, scary, chilling,
2: chilling stuff, mate. You know, this is the direction that we're headed, and you know, it's it's going to start with social media, but they always tend to expand that stuff and then the export experts warn you know oh well this will just isolate them and force them into secret communities on the internet so we have to regulate that too and it just keeps spiraling you know and this is what people have warned about for years you know this um press freedom this chilling effect that it's going to have especially online and we saw some of that during the bushfires and during the covid crisis you know the big blackout melbourne conspiracy that was going on down there where all the towers were down and they banned the news in the air and stuff and it's like we've seen the edge of where this tyrannical state can go and now they don't want any opposition by the looks of it but this is why it's so important for everyone that's listening to this you know if you're just subscribed to us through podbean or through facebook or through you know a social media site and you're not on the actual website you know jump on the actual website put your email in that's the best way that even if all of our websites get taken down we can have all of those emails and we can just send out our new locations send out all of our content and instead of this sort of feed that everyone is in you know it it is best to jump on the website and make sure you've got your emails there on the mailing list and you stay up to date directly so we can try and navigate all of this because all of these feeds, maybe Podbean, five years from now might be banned. So we've all got to be vigilant and, you know, take it in-house in a sense during these times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, okay, so <sighs> when you were talking before about how the states are just going to try and go ahead, right, and, and just go with their own voice treaty uh, nonsense, um yeah, the courier mail yeah. yeah the courier mail or daily Tab, whatever it is one of those um websites put out a uh a thing i can't i won't click on it well i i i try to go and click on it but it goes to a paid site but i'll see if this one does uh yeah so the guardians put one up uh australian states to push ahead with voice treaty and process and processes sorry let me start again. Australian states to push ahead with voice and treaty processes in absence of federal body. So there you go. They're, they're already... They're t- telling right now. They're just going to do it anyway. They don't give a They don't give a yep. flying F. Um, so I'll just screen share yep. there now so you guys can see that. And there we go. That's from The Guardian. Uh, the Courier-Mail one was, uh, again, behind a paywall, so I wouldn't let you watch it, uh, wouldn't let you see it. But the, the title for that one was Premier to Forge Ahead with Treaty of State Votes No. That was from Anastasia Palaszczuk saying that. Uh, but here you go, this is um, yeah, a Guardian article talking about how Victoria, Queensland and South Australia have already begun implementing different parts of the statement with the former, uh, the most advanced, having actioned all three elements. Uh, the state already has uh, a voice to parliament via the democratically elected First People's Assembly as well as the Europe Justice Commission overseeing the state's truth-telling process. Um, so, I mean, they've already got, so they're kind of, they're already telling you right there, they already had this voice department in that state anyway. You know what I mean? So why were they trying to push for it? You know, like, it's just, it was so inverted. Everything was just so inverted, guys. It drives me mental because with all their messaging, it was like they were saying, you know, the poor indigenous folk of this country, they have no one, no voice, no one to speak for them or to listen to them, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, hang on they still vote they still have all the same rights as the rest of us uh and then some you know what i mean they they get a lot of um you know free healthcare, free education free like cheap loans like they get so many all these extra things that um normal i'm gonna call myself indigenous because the term means someone who was born in this country basically so uh people like us us white fellas You know, we don't get any of that sort of stuff, but, um, you know, they already get all all this extra stuff. So remind me again why they needed even more like it's and they wanted reparation. It was just so many things like it was all people. And no wonder people really voted no against this thing because they're like, have you seen what Aboriginal people get? (laughs) You know, if only they knew, Maybe, maybe maybe instead of, you know, the government just needs to go up to these aboriginal people and say just so you know you're entitled to all of this stuff because they probably don't actually know about half the things they're entitled to um rather than trying to set up some wasting all our money and setting up this independent voice body or uh, like it, it, it just did my head in like it was so stupid and i really don't know how anyone that could actually have gotten behind it to vote yes to be honest because it was so ridiculous um just it drove me it, honestly it was starting to drive me crazy i'm kind of glad it's over and that part of it's over and done with not that we've seen the end of this thing because like we've just said there's a whole bunch of states are going to push ahead with this anyway so um why even bother wasting all the money on the referendum to have a federal voice you know the states are going to do it anyway so it was just stupid that's what makes me wonder was it really about that was it really about a voice was it really about this or was this going to be used as some type of red herring in order to get other agendas through, that seems more likely to me. Yeah, that seems much like much more likely. Like we've just um, highlighted before, folks. Yeah, you know, we like I said earlier, never let a good crisis go to waste. You know, they're going to use this to now um, as as fuel for the fire of this misinformation stuff because that is then going to put a lot more controls in place over what we can and can't say, uh, which then allows them for the next big thing that comes up well, that allows them to basically um, have no opposition. You know what I mean? No one's going to be now hearing our side of the story because we've been silenced. You know, first, first they came for the for the podcasters. Then they came for the uh, Instagram people. <laughs> you know, it's that old saying about the Jews or whatever. First they came for them. And, <laughs> and by the time they came for me, there was no one left to speak for me. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, Andy, you've been a bit quiet. Let's bring you in. Um, I'm not sure if – are you still there? Yeah, there we go. Um, give us your thoughts on this, Andrew, because like we've just been talking about, states are going to try and push ahead for this anyway. Like, it's – you know I mean? Like, it's on the agenda. They want this. The UN wants this one way or another. They want to be able to access the resources, everything they want in this country without us saying no. And they're going to do it one way or another.
1: Yeah, 100%. And like we know in Queensland, uh, in our home state, but like there's no Senate, so there's no off switch for the um, Queensland government. Like for whatever whatever the pallet um, jack wants to put through her and her cronies, they can just do it, and we'll have to we'll have to suffer the consequences of it. But here's look, his, um you're quite right. There there already is the voice. There already is a 38 billion. Dollar um, Voice Aboriginal Affairs um, Corporation um, that's that's in process like right now. So um, I'll read you. I'll just quickly read you this out there. Um, 3,270 Aboriginal corporations, 243 Native Title bodies, 48 Land Councils, 35 Regional Councils. 122 plus Aboriginal agencies, advisory boards, 145 health organisations, 11 Indigenous federal MPs, 12 culturally important Indigenous days. Taxpayers pay $33 billion annually for 984000 Aboriginals, 3.8% of the population. Expenditure per person in 12 to 13 was $43,449. On Indigenous Australians compared to 20,900 on other Australians. So mate, it's already in full swing. So mm. um, if 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 anyone thinks that this is this referendum has been defeated and we can all you know go back and 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 relax, they're kidding themselves. Um, yeah. This thing, this industry needs to be hauled back you know um yeah. and well it's so and, corrupt yeah it is fully corrupt absolutely it's fully corrupt. yeah it's a it's a big leaking tank and yeah. and by the time that the that little bit of water that reaches actually people in need it's already been seriously it's been drank by the bureaucracy around this yeah. thing and and these people are highly paid bureaucrats that just Soak up all of this funding, and um, yeah. much of it finds its way to to people in need. So it's, yeah.
0: it's, it's disgusting. Well, see, see a lot of a lot of these big corporations, Andy, like the big mining ones, right? Big energy corporations, mining, um, you know, uranium mining companies. All these ones, if they want to start a mine somewhere, you know, they've got to. It's such a. It's it's one of those things where all right, well, who do we have to pay off? you know what I mean, to get that mine, to get the whole dug, right? It's it's a, For them, it's a case of who do we need to pay off? So they've got to go and pay off the local, you know, tribal elders, land, uh, so-called landowners. Um, they've got to go and pay off all these different Aboriginal bodies. They've got to throw money at them to allow them to do, you know, survey it, walk on it, do all this sort of stuff. And until they get the right dollar amount, they don't get the permission, right? So it seems to me like that the UN wants to be able in the UN knows this so I think that they want to try and because they want to basically be in charge of everything you know the goal is to yeah, it's it's them that's in charge of all energy all resources around the world that's that's what they want right It's part of their was it the SDGs or whatever it is you know they all resources needs to be under their under their control one way or another. So to them to come in, that's this is their back door, you know what I mean? So that's why they wanted this voice set up. So that's their back door to be able to control it under the guise of, you know, the, the rights of Indigenous peoples and stuff. But once once they've signed that, signed over to it, if they ever do, yeah, it's gone. They've just literally just handed it over. Um, yeah, if, if you guys heard of UNDRIP, the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, i'm not going to go through it all now, but i'll put a link in the show notes for the folks a lot of good information coming out about all this stuff you know if you guys can see this one but uh here we go United nation's declaration on the rights of indigenous peoples general assembly so they've had all the big un meetings about all this sort of stuff um yeah, they got a charter and all that sort of shit. there you go i'll put a link in the show notes for people to go through that one themselves that's that's my that's my take on it anyway correct me if i'm wrong boys but that's what it, to me that's all i see it is is you know the un wants total control of everything and they need a back door to be able to do it they can't just come in and say oh we're going to take control of everything they need people to willingly hand it over to them one way or another and correct again correct me if i'm wrong but i still can't find it there's got to be around somewhere there's a video from jesus it's quite a while ago could be 20, could be 30 years ago, I can't remember how old it is, and it was a female politician on. that was saying the words, and it was something to do with how 10% of our GST that's collected, so our GST is 10% at the moment, but 10% of that 10% that's collected, like, goes to the UN, like, it's paid directly to the UN. And, like, this was confirmed in some, like, parliamentary sort of, you know, question time or whatever, and the female politician that was up there, I thought it was Broman Bishop, but it's not, it was someone else, not Broman Bishop, anyway, another female well-known one, it'll come to me later, hopefully, and she was confirming with, you know, that this was the case, that we are paying money to the UN, 10% of our GST collected goes overseas to an, an offshore, you know, global government, basically. Um, do you remember that at all, Andy? Does that ring a bell to you? Oh, I've been trying to find it for ages now. I've that before. Mm. Ethan, does that ring a bell to you at all? Do you recall hearing or seeing anything about that?
2: Uh, it does ring a bell. I do remember a video in regards to that. Um, mm. talking about you the probably saw the same tax, one. That it was
0: 10%. Oh, maybe that's 10%. what it was. Maybe it was the 10% of the carbon tax. It's on
2: the way I Change Brisbane YouTube channel, mate. That's where you found it. it
0: ah okay well all right on in the while we're looking while we're doing this i'll do a quick search i think i'm still no i'm not screen sharing but i'll screen share when i bring it up let's see if i can find it to
2: to your point while you're bringing that up
0: you know yeah
2: it is all going to like a centralized fund you know carbon tax was just another front for you know, offshore funds, and, you know, we fund part of the United Nations every year because we're a part of it and whatnot. So there is funds going away, and, you know, it was going to be roughly 10%, I believe.
0: Yeah, here we go. You sent to the UN. I have found it, so give me one second. I'll try and... Um, because annoyingly, I can't share the audio, so I'll just quickly airdrop this to myself, and we'll be able to um, listen to it as well. Sort of make sure that the um, that the listeners get this as well, but it's quite important. It's um, shocking at the same time as well. We're gonna have to do yeah, a search. Yeah,
2: remember that? Wow, that's a real blast from the past, eh? Hey? You know, I know, right? See what I mean? Like, like
0: so many things rattling around up in this brain. I knew it was something to do with that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely important, you know. The, the UN infiltration has been going off for decades. That's right. We've been dealing with.
0: It's funny, I searched it on the internet and it came up as the first result. I do it on my phone and it's not the first result. Wow, that's annoying. I love them algorithms, mate. There we go. I had to add the word carbon and it came up on my phone. All right, here we go. I'll play this one for the listeners.
2: I refer the Prime Minister to her unequivocal statement on Sunday and reiterated by Labor backbenchers today that... Every cent raised from pricing carbon will go to assisting households. How can the Prime Minister be trusted when the government ora, ora. entered into an agreement in December last year that requires the government to give a reported 10% ora. of any carbon tax raised to the United Nations Climate Change Fund?
1: <laughs> ora.
0: That's Gillard there when Julia Gillard was Prime Minister. Member for will right, stop it there. I'll put that a link in the show notes for listeners as well. Sorry, Ethan, go on.
2: Yeah, that was um, what's her name, Bishop?
0: Yeah, I thought it was Br- Bronwyn Bishop. Is that what I said earlier? I thought I said Bronwyn Bishop.
2: No, she's not Bromwin Bishop. What's her name, Julia? Uh, that's Ju- the famous one.
0: You know, yeah, I know I'm the one you meet. That's what I mean. I'm like, it's not Brian Bishop. It's someone else. Yeah. Julia, what's her name? No, there's Julia Gillard. Hang on. Oh, no, that is Julia Bishop. It does. It says it there. Did I just rewound it? it a bit. The Honourable Julia Bishop. Bishop. Yeah.
2: And yep. now, the irony that she works for the United Nations and all of these groups. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: There you go. She Bought does. and paid for yeah. now. Bought and paid for.
2: She was at Davos. She was at the latest Davos summit on behalf of Australia. (laughs)
0: Billy Bishop. Yep, that's her. There you go.
2: Bickering. They're all just bickering, but it's all just a big show where they're just showing us what they're doing anyway. And
1: it's
0: all
2: these actors. Oh, I'm opposed to you doing this and doing that, you know, just to make it seem like there's some opposition, but they're all in on it, mate. And that's it. it. Just continues.
0: Yep, that's it, mate. Hundred percent. They are just actors up there, and people like it's it's really convincing. They are they are quite convincing because you know you you're up there watching these some of these people. You know, even the people who are on the the no side of the voice campaign, like even they're pretty convincing. You know what I mean? Like some of them, if they were running like that, um, Jacinta, um, I can't remember her last name, the Indigenous lady. You know, she was pretty convincing, but. That's the thing. If you're in that position and you're in government, then you are bought and paid for. You're compromised. They'll get you. They'll buy you off. You have a price tag. You know what I mean? These people have a price tag. Doesn't matter what it is. They'll, you know, could be, like I said, could be some sort of being compromised and they'll do what they say so they're not exposed or they're literally just bought and paid for. You know what I mean? Guaranteed big cushy jobs with the UN afterwards, you know, lifelong salaries, whatever it might be, you know. Yeah, look at Dan Andrews. He's going to retire now on um, as the premier of Victoria on something like three hundred thousand dollars a year, and he gets a a driver for life as well. Like what? What a joke! The the worst premier the country has probably ever seen in its history, and he's going to be rewarded for the rest of his life with three hundred grand a year. Unbelievable.
2: Yeah. It's it really is unbelievable. It's crazy. And, you know, it's happened with everyone. Think of all Michael Gunner from the N T. Think of everyone that just got away with it and just left. Mm-hmm. You know, Berry in and New South Yeah, I was Hawaii about to say Gladys. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's like and and this is just a repeat, you know. We live through the Campbell Newman era up here and you know, it's just it's just on and on and on and and they're all just puppets and it comes in because then it gives the illusion it's not just the one continuous order, the one continuous plan. You know, you get sick of someone like Dan Andrews and then the new person comes in and you forget about it. And mm. Then you start hating that guy and then a new person comes in and it's just the constant back and forth. And people seem to be just constantly fooled by it. But maybe voice result shows us that people, you know, are starting to have enough of those government messages.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 60%, uh, apparently, of Australians uh, don't like the way that um, that was being handled, said no. Um, Again, doesn't mean that 60% of Australians are are awake. I I wish it was those figures because we need that sort of more and more numbers and the tipping point and all that sort of shit. But, um, yeah, it certainly isn't. But it does mean that there are a lot more of us out there that um, probably paying attention to the alternative viewpoints not necessarily the alternative media like us but more people turning to the alternative viewpoint not falling for what the the mainstream narrative is you know starting to see a few holes in that which is good you know that 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 could be um you know, everyone's everyone's got their 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 moment we've talked about this in the past everyone's got their moment where they open the eyes up they take the wall off the eyes you know the apocalypse wherever it is the great unveiling happens to them something. There's always something. And maybe this is maybe this voice was it for a few people, for a few thousand people, hopefully. But now they're starting to look at different news sources. They're starting to look at different alternative media sources. Oh, I'm going to, this guy was saying some really interesting things about the voice. He knows what he's talking about. I'm going to go and follow them now. You know, and now they're going to see more and more of that information until, <laughs> <Yep>. until <laughs> the misinformation bill gets pushed through. And then they will be silenced because, hey, that's what you do when you start to uh, see the majority not being able to be handled, and the narrative, you know, uh, being oh, I really, uh, being.
2: I really like that guy, but now I can't find him.
0: <laughs> I can't find him anywhere. <laughs> he must. He must have stopped. He's not coming up in my search engine anymore. Oh, I'll better go back to watching nine uh, msn. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> easy, easy work. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Yeah, and that's why it's important. Like what you said before, people out there throw an email to Ethan, throw an email to to my website. You know, you'll at least get you'll at least get an email sent to you when a show has gone up. If you and a link to get it, you know what I mean. all uh, the news articles that Ethan writes, etc., etc. You know, if you're just relying on a, on the podcast feed to send it to you, or for you just randomly checking or you know refreshing it. You know, if 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 the time comes and we are censored. And it's harder to put this information out there for us. We'll still keep trying to do it. We will ste- We will keep pushing this out there as much as possible. You know what I mean? Even if I've got to sit here and I think I've said this before. I mean, I think I said Adam, Adam Crabb would do this from the Krabs files. He'd be there with his little tape deck recorder, you know, pushing record and play at the same time and starting to do his podcast and then sending it out on a mailing list, you know, dubbing it, you know, tape after tape every night. <laughs> you know what I mean? If that's what it takes, that's what he'll do. Yeah. <laughs> um. And that's the thing. That's if it's that's what it comes to, to to still get a message out there to people. Then that's what we'll do. We'll do what it takes. Maybe go on the we go on the walkie-talkie airwaves, ham radio.
2: They can they go a lot. They go a long way now. You could just travel around, and it's the T O
0: T T. You know, Brisbane. That's stereo. right, actually. That's right. You can actually get those um, a good UHF handset that'll cover like a 10k radius or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you, all you need to do, all we need to do, is drive to uh, like a more like a more densely populated area and <laughs> start the show in those areas, so we cover more people. <laughs> get people you know, set up repeaters. We'll get repeaters That's set up, it. so we cover more ground. <laughs>
2: people, people that want to listen, just go in and pretend to shop in the city, and they don't realise I'm in some sewer underneath the city <laughs> yeah. on my walkie-talkie.
0: No, 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 no. We'll just get Andy to fly us around in a plane and we'll just beam it down to them.
1: <laughs> now you're talking, brother. Now you're talking.
0: <laughs> oh, I knew that flying those flying lessons will pay off. Well done, we'll be the airwaves. <laughs> oh, that's the dedication to our listeners and to the followers, guys. We are all about that, trying to push. Uh, Push the news out to you guys, your real alternative media. So, like like what Ethan was saying, yeah, if you want to get on board uh, with anything that's really happening, then please do throw us an email. You know, subscribe to the website. Like I said, you'll get a, a message. You're not going to get spammed. You're not going to pass those details on to anyone. It's all on uh, secure servers. Um, yeah, so that's that's one way to do it, folks. And when that fails, um, send us your address, and we'll start. A, we'll photocopy papers and we'll mail shit out to you. <laughs> one way or other, we'll get we'll get a message out to you guys. Apparently, it's really big now, too, boys, is that people are going back to actual newsletters, like written, typed up newsletters and mailing lists. So I've heard that that's um, becoming popular again, that people are starting to do that a bit more, the old grassroots style. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Why not? Uh, all right. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. I think that's enough. Um, unless anyone else wants to add anything for that voice. I mean, yes, I'm happy with the result. That's my opinion. Um, I'm glad it was a no vote. I'm glad it was a no vote by a lot, which was good. 60% to 40, like we mentioned. Is it going to be used against us? Um, yeah. Well, if they can use it against us, then they'll use it against us, like we mentioned. Um, that next bill, in order to be able to control people and what they say and silence people, is it, that's big, folks. you got to remember, that's a big thing. It's also a stepping stone to, to further censorships and stuff like that um oh that's the other thing i was going to mention too boys you've seen a lot more of um this 15 minute city stuff happening too i think i've posted one up in our little podcast chat that we have um and where was it let me just bring that up now because that's that's all really tied into it that's why i mentioned it on that other previous show the great UN land grab um where is it here it is yeah so oh, that was you that's you uh, here it is new south wales Future transports, transport for New South Wales, thriving places, transport infrastructure and its design can make tangible improvements to places. On this page, you will see thriving 15-minute neighbourhoods. There we go. It's all about that. New South Wales, we've seen information coming out of Queensland. We've seen it coming out of Victoria, uh, WA. Yeah, we're seeing this popping up all over the place. Uh, a big part of the agenda as well. So we're going to still keep an eye on that. We've covered it before. We are going to keep an eye on that. That is a big part of it. Um, and a lot of people say, like, I've heard people talk about, well, what's wrong with that, boys? What's wrong with having a, everything you need within 15 minutes? You know what? I actually, don't have a problem with that. That's a great thing. Having things so close, not that you don't need to go outside of the 15-minute areas, but having everything nice and close to you, that's very handy. You know what I mean? Anything you need, it's within 15 minutes drive or walk or whatever. That's a good thing. It's a bad thing that they're going to use that to say, well, you've got everything you need. You don't need to go anywhere. And then when they start putting the restrictions in place like they're doing over in uh, England around Oxford, Oxford, Oxfordshire, wherever it is, um, putting up barricades and license reading cameras that um, are going to deduct money from your account or fine you and fee you when you're, Drive in the area, all this sort of nonsense. That's what it comes with, unfortunately. It does it. it's not all rainbows and sunshine and lollipops, folks? Because the idea of it—that's the selling point. That's to get you hooked on it. Who could say no to it? You know what I mean? That's their whole schmick. You know, why would you want to? Why would you say no to this awesome fifteen-minute city? It's all about convenience. Like, always try and sell us on the convenience. Always. That's the biggest selling point because I know people are lazy. People want the convenience. They thrive on it, um, and that's their selling point. So when you look beyond that, it becomes a massive, big control, control grid that can be snapped in you real quick. Uh, yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that one uh, for future reference as well, folks, because that's a uh, yeah, it's a big one. Uh, yeah, all right, Let's switch gears. In um, the latest, um, the latest stuff, fighting over there in uh, Palestine, Israel. Oh, boys. They're at it again. Um, a lot of talk. A lot, I don't really. Uh, it's hard not to put weight in what some of the people are saying. What this could lead to, but um, I just don't know. Um, you know, you is it real for starters? Yeah, it could be. Could be fake. I don't know. I'm not over there to see it. We're only relying on you know the the bit of footage that we do get. Uh, most of it is via controlled mainstream media propaganda stuff. You know they've already tried, you know, um, doing the whole babies in incubators and babies in bayonets, where they were talking about well oh, babies are being decapitated by Hamas. You know, I mean they're already trying that sort of propaganda, you know, via war atrocity propaganda, all that sort of stuff to try and you know, sway people's opinions on what's really happening. And that was already already found out to be fake news uh, coming straight out of Israel. Um, Ethan, you unmuted. Were you going to say something there?
2: No, I was just... Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they're already ramping it up, mate. It's, it's mm. the same old thing. You remember the old incubators? Babies yeah, incubators?
0: Yeah. That's right. That what was... Um, I mean? Yeah, that was same fake. Old. That was... Yeah, fake, uh, fake stories coming out. Like I said, it's that war atrocity propaganda because... Wars are all about emotions. You know what I mean? They it's it's all everything you design is designed to show you that's to, to tug at the heartstrings and you know to to in to um elicit that um emotional response from people. Um, that's how they do it. Yeah, absolutely,
2: mate. And just look at you know some of the things that have come out. And it's like he as one of the things you said just then was they're at it again. You know, and mm. we've been doing this long enough now that it's like. You know, they did it in 2011, 2012, and they did it again in 2015, and now they're doing it again now. And that's not to say it's not important. Remember that we had so-called viruses emerge, like Ebola and things like this, and we were like, "Ah, it's just another fake virus." And then all of a sudden, the world changed. So I'm not discounting that this could lead to something, or you know, this is some way to sort of break down the world. But you know. This whole thing of just, oh, it was another intelligence failure and we just didn't know. And Hamas, (laughs) which we created in the first place, just
1: like Al Qaeda.
2: It's like, and if you talk about the Israeli links to 9 11, you know, it's like they're pretty much just doing the playbook they already helped do. And it's like now it's just divided everyone. But you know what the most interesting part is, mate? Is seeing like all of the backlash to all of these pro-israel celebrity heads to see all of these different groups that used to be together on the social justice side or split apart to see some of the interesting questions that it raises about multiculturalism and you know immigration policies now that you know we've got all these people outside of sydney Harbour chanting gas the jews you know like it's well not all these people all of these people of a certain religious faith you know so there's for me it's like you know it's the same old over there they've just been bickering for years and years we can't really comprehend it you know because we've never just grown up you know throwing rocks at tanks and things like this Mm. and you know we live over here and pretend to understand the deep-rooted history and cultures and try to point our fingers and chat about it and whatnot. But this is an interesting time because society has never been more divided and crazy. Like, I'll give you an example. You remember all of the celebrities supported Black Lives Matter? Now, all mm. of a sudden, Black Lives Matter is sta- saying, we stand with Palestine. But <laughs> then all the celebrities are saying, we love Israel. But they live yeah. together. And now the celebrities are saying, well, hang on a minute. Now we don't like Black Lives Matter. And so, for me, that's the most entertaining part is seeing yeah. all of the propaganda, seeing all like Israel, the Israeli government put up, you know, a photo of blood all in this room. This could be your daughter. And it got community notes on Twitter. And then they removed the community notes, like they had the power to do that, you know, like wow. all the soldiers. Um, you know, threatening press freedom over there. You better be telling the truth. You better be saying good things about us. It's like, it really goes to this Baudrillardian sense of what war is, where he wrote a book called The Gulf War Never Happened. And he speaks about how war is just, you know, this simulated TV event that, you know, it's atrocities that are masqueraded as wars. And we're seeing, you know, a whole false flag, al-qaeda situation happen and you know it could lead to something bigger maybe but for me the most interesting part is all of the you know the engineered perspectives of everyone being morphed all over the place it's it's hilarious
0: absolutely oh, it's 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 another example of that inversion isn't it like they constantly flip things on their head and, and invert it and it I, I don't know if it's intentional or if it's to confuse people or that seems to be what it is to me. But like you said, with that, like flipping the whole, you know, black lives matter, which, which is a, you know, a controlled thing. That's all completely controlled to come out and say, Oh you know, we support Palestine. Like, and then all the celebrities go, Oh, w- wait a minute. <laughs> now we don't like you, but we like Israel, you know, like, i mean they the hollywood has to has to support israel they will never not support israel because hollywood is owned by jews basically if you know every producer writer you know they're all they're all jewish half the actors are as well um so they've got of course come out and support of israel um but for that other flip you know well and then they're going to say oh yeah we don't support black lives matter anymore because you support palestine like it's it's so divisive, and uh, but that, that just that inversion, once again, we're seeing, you know, it's very strange, um, and it makes me wonder why they do that. It's a yeah.
2: masterclass, mate. It's a masterclass in social engineering. They're pulling the puppet mm. strings, and they can make people that were on the same side two years ago now split apart, and at the end of the day, it's all fake. It's all just what we see on our monolith screens that are in our faces you know war has been filled with deceptions from the very beginning so you know it's the same old trickery but it's just going to be interesting to see where society goes because australia has a large muslim population now doesn't it and yes they, live. They, live. Yeah.
1: they
0: all the immigrants they
2: have the right to go out and protest and do what they want but it's just interesting because then again you have that dynamic where all of these progressives were like Let's let them all in. They'll assimilate. They'll feel the same way. And then when something like this happens, they're like, no, screw the Jews. We hate the Jews. Allahu Akbar. And it's like, no, they didn't. They still believe what they believe. And now they're like, oh, well, oh, well, it was, yeah, we let all these people in. And it's like, well, now you've got to deal with so many different religions here. You've got to deal with such a a melting pot all over the world where you know they're just dividing people up there it's not even different countries anymore it's just dividing people through social media and through everyone seeing the same messages and oh beheaded babies and wake up and you know it's just a fascinating master class of social engineering on the highest stages you know everyone has points people are good right and wrong very complicated immigration war Arab-Israeli conflict, you know, we could talk about these for three hours apiece, you know, but I just sit back and watch how the puppet masters just pull these strings so fascinating. And it's like, man, they've got everyone all riled up yet again, don't they?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You're right. It is a masterclass in in social engineering. It just, what's hard is trying to work out how what's happening over there is going to be used to affect us somehow as well you know like to be honest i kind of as soon as that conflict started i actually expected the fuel prices to go through the roof again like just to jump up again or something like that to happen because you know they like to use that as an excuse but didn't actually yeah they actually well for us they've gone down a little bit i think they've gone up in some of the other states but um yeah i've been trying to work out what's what's the angle is it going to be used as a you know, stepping stone because remember they they've been wanting to invade Iran for a long time. You know, they've been wanting to control Iran and um, whether by proxy or by direct means, like they did with Iraq. You know, um, yeah, it kind of makes me wonder if that's the goal. Is that you know, remember the seven countries in seven years they were trying to do whatever it was, Ethan, um, back then with yeah. um, one of the generals coming out, oh, you definitely. know, talking about that Wesley uh, Wesley Clark, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, and that didn't quite happen. They got a few of them on that list, but they didn't get all of them. Um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's one of the ones they need. They want to get back onto um, all these proxy proxy wars plan, and stuff. Right? Sorry.
2: Yeah, that might be the plan. You're absolutely right. You know, and that's always the fear when these things break out is obviously the Iran part of it. Um, they control the Strait of Hormuz, which controls a lot of the world's ships that come through you know, with all of our cargo and resources and everything like that so they always threaten to shut it down um and that's always the fear you know and it's like did russia give hamas weapons to, to, to you know draw attention and it's just like you know all of this is just you know when you look at wars as a theater show and you understand that you know the operational side of war is happening, but the people that run the shows behind the scenes, there's not really teams fighting each other. It's all just the same entity and it's all to keep people distracted and to keep them in constant fear. You know, our nuclear bombs are coming. World war three is coming. You know, the amount of times that Israel and Gaza have just arced up at each other and then it's oh world war Three's coming and nuclear bombs and again i'm not saying that it couldn't happen this time well i don't believe in nuclear bombs so i don't believe that would happen but this concept of a so-called world war you know i don't deny that could happen but it's just every time this happens it's the same thing oh it's the end of the world and it's like well Maybe if you just step outside and just enjoy the sunshine for a bit, and turn the TV off, maybe your reality wouldn't be so so fearful, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you do you kind of think, boys, that um, this most recent attack, you know, that it'll be used to? I mean, we've already seen a lot of footage of it as well. That they've already started demolishing and and you know just just flat out targeting like civilian buildings and stuff, you know, in and around the Gaza area, close to the, their border with Israel and stuff. like They're just flat out bombing and demolishing all of their apartment buildings and things and pushing them further in because, you know, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but Israel over the last however long has been little bit by little bit by little bit encroaching more and more and more on the Palestinian lands, you know, making them smaller and smaller Pushing their borders inwards and inwards even more and more. That I, to be honest, this could just be uh, another case of that. You know, they they like we said, you know, Israel created Hamas. You know what I mean? And they it's already come out. I think I posted something uh, that was on there on Facebook or on Twitter a while ago, where. Um, one of the Israeli defense ministers came out in like 2007 and said it will be beneficial for Hamas to attack Israel so then we can carry out our plans and blah, blah, blah. Like he he was he said this in like emails that got leaked and shit. Um, so it's, it, it is definitely part of, what you know, modus operandi basically for them that they'll use this to their advantage, whether it's, you know, I don't think that we're going to see a full scale invasion of, of um, Gaza by Israel. I don't think we'll see that. And to be honest, yeah, if there's apparently thousands of fighters that have come over and stuff, you know, I reckon it'll just, little bit by little bit, we'll see a bit more about fighting in the news. We'll see a little bit more, you know, they've done this. Oh, they've captured a few of them. Yay for Israel. Oh, they captured a few more. And then before you know it, we won't hear about it after a while. It'll just be gone. The next thing in the news cycle will come up and everyone will forget about it israel will move their borders in a little bit more you know take a little bit more territory away because you know they did the bad thing and they came into their lands and invaded them so we're going to take more off them and yeah then another 10 years down the road they'll do the same another thing will come up where they'll do the same thing and before you know it you know Gaza's is probably split in half and it'll be divided you know like i just think it's more about it's that seems to be the the play lately is land grabs it's all about land grabs and controlling of lands and stuff and that seems to be one of the ways that they're doing it i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but this could just be what they've always done you know just another another spin on it Andy, i'll go across to you what what's your what's your thoughts on that mate
1: yeah look i absolutely agree with you yeah um yeah 100 percent. and and this this was so predictable and you and me have said in the chat too off air um it's absolutely ridiculous with all of those High security, big concrete walls, and the high security mm. that are all around, the, uh, are all around those big walls, and and you know all, all the all the tech around, even any sort of ground movement, even if yeah. they were digging yeah. tunnels. And then we see them driving in with their jeeps and stuff. Yeah,
0: like, just straight through the borders. Like what? No way. No way.
1: <laughs> At all. It was just. It was just. A real propaganda video, um, you know, and it's always, always, oh look at these poor Israelis, they're only just trying to have fun and they're, they're having a dance, you know, and and those nasty men from across the off across the way came in and started killing them all. Nah, look, I don't buy it at all, mate. It's just, it's too convenient, yeah, too set up, too a lot of things. And like you said before, I've no doubt some people probably been killed, but like it, it, it's all, it's ninety percent propaganda, ten percent probably real. That's my yeah. thoughts about what yeah. I see. Um, and and yeah, of course it's all about land grab. It's the most valuable thing in the territory, isn't it? You know, and mm. yeah, and and someone else said, you know, made a comment online saying it. it it looks like one terrorist organisation fighting another terrorist organisation. So you know, who, <laughs> who, I mean, who's who's right and who's wrong here? So, you know, yeah.
0: um, I mean, look when it, when it comes down to the point that Palestine, like in Gaza and stuff, like they don't even they don't even control their own water, power, anything like that. It, it's all given to them by Israel. Like they can just turn it off when they want to. You know what I mean? Like, I know. <laughs> And they do, you know. They give them like li- very little energy and power and water and all this of stuff. You know, they they com- they've completely got them controlled. You know what I mean? So, like, I get why they would would want to lash out if they did lash out. But when when you, when, you when you're at that point where you don't need to target those things in in those lands because you already control them anyway, so you don't need to go and bomb that infrastructure. You just simply fucking turn it off because you've got the switch for it. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's a
1: sad situation, and it's like it's been it's been going on for longer longer than I've been alive. I mean, it's just yeah, look, and look, I don't know any answer to the whole thing, but you know, like, I mean, the Israelis do have a like a you know a conquest motivation to sort of like move move through and basically push these guys out. I mean, you can see it clearly. It's it's been has been happening for a really really long time. So yeah, um, yeah. Look, uh, you know, I, I I don't really have much more to say on the matter. Just
0: just All that right. it's, well, yeah. I'll just pose the same comment to, to Ethan there. Did I mean I know we've we've discussed a few things, but do you think maybe that 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 could just be what it is? It's it's what they've always done, year after not year after year, but decade after decade, little bit by little bit, land grabbing. You know, create a scenario, create a war, whatever they do, attack themselves and blame someone else. You know, close the borders in there a little bit more. Like I said, they've already all, all the footage you're seeing is of the, the demolition of in like residential areas in Palestine. Well, they're only going to do that if they want to, you know, take it over and build new ones. You know, and slowly encroach on more of their land. Um, that's that's what I see anyway.
2: Yeah, mate, it's, as I said, it's just like the same old thing, you know, it could escalate somewhere because of how crazy the world is right now, but the most part, you know, it's like, as Andy said, it's been going on since before he's been born,
0: there's like,
2: oh, you condemn the terrorist attack, it's like, my God, what? which one? Uh, The one in 1962 or the one in this year, it's like, if you look at a map of all of the wars that have happened over human history with red dots it's just overwhelmingly red dots in the Middle East it's just they constantly war with each other they constantly fight over deep-rooted beliefs and they don't even realize that history itself is a hoax all this stuff that they're fighting over never even happened back in the day history doesn't go back as far as they claim all of these so-called Events happened, you know, and so it, it's just like, you know, Andy said it well. There is a, a conquest nature to it, and there's also a conquest nature to the resistance of it. You no, know, it's um, you know, some dude said in Sydney yesterday, you know, oh one day they'll bow at our feet, you know, these dogs and stuff, and it's like this is intergenerational type of religious bickering that's been going on, you know, some type of so-called ancient stuff that happening in the world today and again this isn't to say that and we've spoken about this for years and years you know like not even you know they're saying oh you're an anti-semite and it's like being against zionism isn't being against the jews there are jews that are against zionism
1: yeah that's right
2: you know so um you know being against zionism which is a You know, an ideology of colonialism, of imperialism, of stretching out to greater Israel and reclaiming our place in the Bibles. where, you know, it's like this, you know, the the normal Israelites that live in Israel, they're subjected to this psychological warfare as well. All of the sirens go off. They're going to attack you. There's bombs coming. There's a couple of drones. And then all of a sudden, oh, it was a false flag and everyone gets scared. And a little rocket's coming over and then, you know, their iron dome defense system shoots it down and everyone's scared and they go, are you not going to retaliate? And then they drop, you know, 40 high powered bombs on them, you know. And it's like, like, you know, the poor Israelis and, and Jewish people that live there, they're subjected to this as well, to this, you know. Psychological warfare, where they're always taught they're the victim and blah blah blah, and it's like.
0: Yes, yes, there's that victim mentality. It's very powerful, isn't it? They've been brought up on it. Six six million Jews. Remember, they were brought up on the victim mentality.
2: Well, yeah, that's it. And they've mentioned this. You know, this is our highest death since the Holocaust. You know, and it's Mm. like. You know all this stuff millions and millions of people have died, you know, a, a Chinese people talking about Mao tongue killing 50 million of them. You know what I mean? It's like um, all of this is used to paint this narrative and we can get into some deeper questions, maybe in some member content there, because we'll start having the ADF, you know, monitoring our calls and our <laughs> podcast. But, you know, it's um, you need to realize that it's, all just theater it's all put there to you know all these people are intergenerationally bred into their belief systems. they'll never be brought out of their belief systems we can criticize it all we want and take perspectives you know even though we're on the other side of the planet and have lost all our religions you know it's like and we, what are they going to listen to us for you know everyone's out here sharing their opinions on twitter and stuff and it's like what they they what is their their life goal? It's like, just be a country like us, guys. Why can't you just all stop fighting? And then, you know, the head of Hamas can just be a 30-year-old guy working at Walmart who's divorced, you know, just like us. They, they look <laughs> at it and go, what the hell? Why the hell would we want what you've got? So it's like anything that we say to them is like completely pointless to a lot of these people in these Arab nations. So at the end of the day, I think there's just too much talking and, and none of them hear it. And so the only thing that it's doing is getting us divided amongst each other again, just keep dividing and dividing. And soon they'll be able to come in and conquer us all.
0: Yeah. Divided people are much easier to control.
2: Absolutely, mate. But that's the thing. It's not being against Jews themselves. It's not being against Palestinians. You know, it's, We can condemn violent acts because no one should do violent acts, but I think we should also stop and realise that this is something that is far deep-rooted than our little universities and our lives can comprehend, and so maybe we should also stay out of it, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I, I, to be honest, uh, that's sort of my mindset as well, gentlemen, is that it's actually got nothing to do with us you know what i mean yeah yeah violence is bad and they shouldn't be fighting each other and but you know what we're not fighting each other here it's, it's none of our business that's that's not our country that's their countries you know what i mean like it's sorry but that's their that's their problem over there you know it's and I like i i know people say well you know, that's if you there's the, there's that that's how tyrants you know gain power is by other people not doing anything and standing up to them and stuff like that. well well you know I, know, I guess until they start knocking on our borders, then is it too late then? I don't know, like, there's, there's a lot of, you're right, there's a lot of things to bat around with that concept as well. But um, I am more of that, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not really that interventionist mindset. I'm more along the lines of, you know, if those idiots want to shoot each other and kill each other over there, then let them, like, it's not my problem, <laughs> you know? Like, until they start killing Australians that are over there, or even Australians, you know, start doing stuff here. But um, I don't really want anything to do with it, to be honest. Um, in, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it and look at it and learn from it. Maybe learn what's trying to just decide what's really happening over there. But um, I don't really want to have anything to do with it. You know, it's it's their problem. In might yeah, call me crazy. That's that's my opinion, though, guys. Yeah. Um, any other final thoughts, gentlemen? Because otherwise, we might wrap it up there. Um, Andy, I'll cross over to you first, my friend. Anything else you want to uh, bring to the table for the show? Um, no,
1: not really. I think we've pretty much covered um, the, the war in, uh, um, on the Gaza Strip there. Um, I, think, I think there is like a bit of a real risk that this could spill over um, out of there um, and spill into Iran. Eventually, because I've always felt that Iran has been like always a bit of a target for the West, Western nations. So I don't know. It just it it can it can be a bit of a concern um, if it escalates any further, and that 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 could be the goal too, really, to 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 bring on like a, a war with Iran. And, and of course Israel won't be the one doing it. It'll be all the Western nations that'll be, you know, sent in to um, you know, bomb the shit out of it. But uh, mm. you know, look there's no winners, man, in war. It's just just the worst thing, you know, that can ever happen to to any peoples anywhere is war. It's just there's there's just no winners at all. No one wins. And it's always the boys a little guy, you know, that will that will always suffer. Um, so, yeah, it's all I have to say on the matter.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thanks, mate. Um, Ethan, anything else you want to bring up for the show, mate, before we wind it up? Is that me? Yeah. Anything else, mate, you want to bring to the table?
2: Yeah. Sorry, mate. I'm... Bloody.
0: Yeah, uh, I no, heard no, that. that. <laughs> Cargill past. yeah.
2: Soon as I unmute is the story of my life, crows and cars. <laughs> so one of the beauties made of us living on top of each other. Um, but yeah, I appreciate everyone for for tuning in. I concur with what Andy said about you know, there are no victors of war. So, you
0: know, yeah. Just, should all just And as they say, the first victim of war is the truth.
2: Yeah, and that's it, mate, and hate is so bad as well, you know. We live in a world of hate and war and everything's already so bad and you know, if people mm. just realise and stop fighting with each other and realise that there's bigger puppet masters pulling the strings, maybe um things would be a little bit better. So maybe we can send people away with that message, you know. Stop yes. all war, stop all fighting, and you know, we can all live in our own little bubbles and bother each other. But, you know, it's easier said than done, as I've said. You know, I'm not some dozen kid who lived through my father being blown up and... Maybe the same on the other side, you know. So yeah, I just try to stay out of it. You know what I mean? I've got my thoughts, but controversially, either way, you'll lose some followers. Either way, now it's it's all divisive. So I would, you know, mm. I just try to ignore it. But I think everyone out there, everyone listening to this show, probably already knows all this stuff already. Probably already yeah. agrees with it, and you know they see the same things that we do. So yeah,
0: we we've got enough you know. we've got enough things to worry about here, Ethan
2: exactly we've we've got as we said we've got the voice coming through all this type of stuff misinformation bills you know like i don't really care what's going on in israel if my website's banned from the internet you know what i'm saying so like i'm just going to keep going and obviously if it does escalate somehow and iran gets dragged in he's really there to cover it but i think you know a lot of people just like ukraine and russia they weren't around in 2014 when ukraine was you know being annexed by the us and they weren't there in the 90s when the soviet union collapsed and caused all of this and they weren't there you know so it's like i think a lot of the chatters from a lot of people that just woke up during covid as well and their first time with the oh we're going to world war sort of fear but <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I see what you it. mean. It, it probably won't happen but you know who knows in this uh environment but just don't be, don't be too stressed out about it. Don't jump on Twitter at 8 a.m. and look at so-called decapitated babies. Yeah, you know, that's my message. Yeah. So thank you to everyone. Yeah. Make sure you're on our mailing lists and yeah love yous all.
0: Awesome. Well, just to wind it up, I'll um, I just want to do a quick screen share just to circle back a little bit, um, just to show people what I was referring to earlier. Um, so here we go queensland path to treaty bill 2023 principles for administering the act the main principle for administering this act is to ensure that in partnership with good faith the rights and the history of the aboriginal peoples and torres strait islander peoples are acknowledged and respected in accordance with the human rights act 2019 and like i mentioned before the principles of the united nations declaration on the rights of indigenous peoples so which was this document undrip Put out by the un as well so interesting that that's where it's all leading and within one of the is the 25th general assembly uh one of the notes highlighted says the establishment of a sovereign in an independent state the free association or integration with an independent uh state or the emergence into any other political status freely determined by the people sorry, by people constitute modes of implementing the rights of self-determination of their people, which is basically, um, where are we? All your members were mandated to create a country within a country, a country that makes its own rules or rather has none. This is what South Africa did 30 years ago to be nice to black people. And what followed was foreign corporations raping and pillaging all their resources and leaving the people to fend for themselves with green power that didn't work. Which is actually what's happening in South Africa right now, as well. So it's the same sort of shit they're just trying to do here. Um, I hope I just uh, ended on a funny note. So <laughs> I follow this chick who goes by the name of "I'm so over this" on Twitter. It's pretty funny. But Peter Hellier, here we go, another freaking stooge by the mainstream. I hate this guy. He's one of the most unfunny people I've ever seen ever. Anyway, he says. He was For any international listeners, he's one of Australian, if you can call him that, he's a comedian apparently, but he's it's lowbrow, dead shit stuff. He's hopeless anyway, he's not funny. Anyway, he says, just so we were all clear, based on the data from the referendum, Australia's Indigenous and First Nations people overwhelmingly wanted the voice, recognition in our constitution and an advisory committee. That was all, and we couldn't even do that. But then this lady who I follow has posted this. Seats with the biggest indigenous population, in the according to the 2021 census data, was all these big Northern Territory, WA, Queensland, New South Wales, another Queensland one. All these big areas, and they they all majority voted no as well. So he's got no idea what he's talking about. He's just a freaking corporate stooge. And I love when people point out to these mainstream numpties that they're not only wrong but they're liars. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. Anyway, that was a good episode, boys. A lot of uh, stuff covered there. Um, we definitely haven't seen the last of all this voice nonsense. Keep an eye out for it, folks. Keep anything, If you see anything come up, feel free to send it to us um, and keep your eyes peeled on what's happening around the world, folks. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for uh, episode 20 of the General Knowledge Podcast and good night to all listeners. Thanks, gentlemen.